Moo and hello everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. We this is Brent Robinson. And we'll start off as we do every episode. Let's start with Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking? You sounded surprised that you are you. <laughs> I was for a second. <laughs> I was just trying to think what I've been drinking, and the answer is boring. But anyway. You're in a, you're in a new room, so it's like yeah. a, the new you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh so I have a uh mango nectar with uh grapefruit, orange, lemon, and lime, quite fresh squeezed juices in there with tahini. So just is tahini like tahini at all? <laughs> no, tahini is a it's like dehydrated lime, salt chili powder like just you know good good mexican flavor tasty all right with us also is matt defreitas matt what are you drinking yeah just just my boring my boring coffee with my winnie the pooh mug <laughs> it's um yeah i'm not really i'm not a big alcohol drinker these days i've uh you know moved away from the alcohol situation <laughs> well th th there's nothing wrong with that I, I am also drinking a big glass of water but it is in a legend of zelda cup in honor of oh of yeah the release of tears of the kingdom today big podcast but <laughs> have you played it i i actually did play it for 90 minutes last night we're released before bed i can't wait to play it yeah, it'll yeah. be epic we want to just not talk about swift yeah. No, I haven't played enough to talk about it for more than like 20 seconds. No. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with your 20 seconds of uh, Zelda. So far, so good. I, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it, it's, it feels very Breath of the Wild. I'll say that. Like, it is it is very much the sequel to Breath of the Wild. So, yeah, I beat up some dude with a stick. I jumped off the side of an island and died because apparently I had land in the water. So, yeah, I've already died once. Uh. <laughs> Not from a bad guy, though, just from my own, like, what does this do? Oh, that kills you. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here to talk about herd racing. Herd Summer Racing League this week is the Muckle Yin. Matt, did you do race one? I did. I I, I um went for a run earlier, and I didn't feel 100%. I felt a little bit funny, so I, uh, I didn't race in the end. So, unfortunately, I can't give you a, a view on it. Uh, Sean, I didn't see you in race one. I don't think you're racing race I two. Did I not. Think. Yeah, I'm. I might do race two. Cool. All right. Well, oh, I have. I did not race race one either. Unfortunately, um, couldn't get home in time. But the Muckle Yin, I have raced on the Muckle Yin. I haven't done a points race on Muckle Yin. I can't remember what we did Muckle Yin on, but um, it is sort of the everything in Scotland course. You start at the downtown pens or the Glasgow the pens, Glasgow, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then it's straight. I think it's like the straight out the pens and into the champion sprint, right? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like a hundred meters in. Yep. And yeah. then a 200 meter sprint. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Well, which is, of course, a, a bit of an interesting tactical thing in HSRL because you want to try and tailgun it, but like you got to get up to speed in like a hundred meters. So, yeah. I think it's oh, almost... I bet it was. I bet it's madness, isn't it? At the beginning, everyone's just going to be like bombing it. <laughs> I think that's it. I think it's going to be just go. So uh, I guess if someone did race one, you can write in to the comments and let us know how bad we're getting wrong here. <laughs> but uh, I think it. Yeah. And then we've got about 6K until breakaway Bray reverse. Yep. Uh, after that, it's the gravel side of this, the skur. Nice little um, climb. I 
it, it, I think it's an interesting, we can talk about this at the end, whether, whether a gravel switch makes sense there in this race in particular. Um, you come back down, you do the breakaway bray forward. Uh, that's at about 15K. Closer to 20K, you hit the uh, paved side of the Skur Summit. 22, 23K. So you head back into town, you do the Clyde Kicker, and then again, oh. you finish, finish at the champion sprint. Uh, and yeah. then it's about, it's a little over 25K. That it's a pretty a... epic course, isn't it? It really is a good course. Yeah, yeah. It's really good for this because of all the segments, of course, and different types of segments and everything else. I mean, so there's not that many types of segments. They're all, aside from the two short climbs, uh, which are, there's a 1K, the, the paved one is about 1K at 3%. And the gravel is 1.6k at 3.8. Yeah. Everything else is the the sprints are short. Um, you know, the 200 meter sprint on champion sprint. And then Clyde Kicker, 300 meters at 3.6%, 30 seconds max, somewhere in there. Breakaway Bray, uh, 400 meters and 600 meters at 2%. Um, so again, you can kind of tailgun those stay in the draft um they are i mean it is it's a it's a bunch of sprints it's just a lot of those sprints are uphill yeah that's i suppose that is true i guess it's really like three different types of things right there's like slightly longerish climbs that are like three minute ish it's kind of those 30 second to a minute guys and then like one all-out gasser at the start yeah um it does i mean after that first sprint right out of the gate you do get a bit of a break before that next um the breakaway bray but after that they do come every there's at least one segment every 5ks for the rest of the race yeah but i mean surely that um that summit north is too short for a bike change you gain so much time i oh, really yeah you really can i think the thing is though if you're not like i mean you got to be able to do a fat and how you do it right because yeah is the is the approach from the uphill side or the downhill side do you know what i mean like as you come into that that roundabout that turns onto it the one direction is like downhill and straight in and i don't see how you i don't think you could stop before the line fair so I don't know how you do it. If you're coming from the other side, you could probably stop for you stop pedaling far enough back, maybe catch onto the group. But I mean, the trick is, is I I totally think you're right. If you're like in the group, you could like stop, swap, get on your gravel bike, and then catch the group easily in the climb. But uh, and potentially even pass the group again. On the you think hang on to it and ride all the way down the downside? No, I think that you can pass the so. I have done this with and without um, the gravel and with the gravel at considerably lower power, you go considerably faster. Um, I, I I think it was like 50 Watts difference uh, for the same time um, and something like 15 or 20 seconds um, on the climb, depending on, how strong you are relative to the rest of the group. You could catch, you could, you could switch 
and pass the group that you were with if you were able to actually go hard enough. And then beat him on the downside and swap back and at the swap, bottom. Or swap right at the top where you're still Ooh, going slow. Yeah, good call. Good call. Swap right at the top. Yeah, yeah. Like right as you pass through, switch right back to something fast and chase them back down. So so you've got to make like 30 Depending seconds. on Yeah. I don't know that this is the thing that I would do. Uh, but if you're off of the group when you get there, I sure. definitely would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair yes, enough. 100% yeah. totally. It's quite often the case, isn't it? That if you're not in the group, then you might as well do it. If you're in the group, it's potentially you do what the risky. rest of the group is doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess what you could could do is you could also like make a like try a breakaway, right? Like the, the guys are gonna be going slow, and like especially if you like launched yourself at breakaway bray reverse, right? And just kept going, just go 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 go, make yourself five or 10 seconds because you mm. know the other guys are all going to stop right they're all going to stop and wait because they're yeah. all going to wait to juice up and then swap and that's when you take your break is while you're swapping yeah and then you're on the gravel yeah. one and then if you can put 10 or 15 seconds into on the climb you have time to swap back at the top i think that like if i was gonna do it i think that's what i do is try I'm, and get some as much distance as you can as quickly as possible after the breakaway bray exactly and that then so swap cool. wherever you can where you where you feel like you've got the distance yeah yeah uh be interested to see if anyone actually tries it i don't know that it's the smartest plan for the front group but yeah it would be you'd it would be epic if you (laughs) but you've got you've kind of got enough time to recover um if if it doesn't quite work out, whereas if you do it too late in the race, but yeah, it's so it's a pretty you know I'm, I'm going to do the commentary later on, so it'll be interesting to see if anyone goes for it. Yeah, well, I think the thing is, is even like even if you were just close at the top and you swap back, like it's six kilometers to the next segment, and people and so, take it easy usually in between exactly. segments. Like everybody is going to be just gassed after going up that north climb on their road bike. So you you, you know even if you and find yourself five seconds back, if you're willing to put a little punch in, you can go after it. And there are yeah. there is that uh, I think it's that little castle climb before the breakaway bray there. So you come down the descent, uh, and at the end of the descent, there is that that punch up that castle, that little like castle climb. That's uh, a little like 270 degree yep. punch that hits like 10, 11% at parts. Um, if you're a few seconds behind and you're willing to put in an effort there, you can catch that group again. Yep. Yep. Very true. So yeah, there's some interesting stuff there. Otherwise, I mean, yeah. Tail yeah. Through. Also, and this is potentially more of a, a thing now, the group will not have will have one person super tucking, and if you're chasing behind, you can also super tuck um, to potentially catch catch or at least hold the gap from the descent. Yeah, this would be mostly on Skur South descent, you think? Which is the yeah, yeah. and that's the um, it. I think it's there are definitely parts where you can super tuck on that descent. And mostly closer to the bottom, ironically enough going to be pretty exciting then yeah All anyway in. yeah let's move on to some <laughs> this uh, is going to be yeah. the Zelda otherwise bike <laughs> choice like if you're not doing swap 
probably drawn. drawn. Yeah. Every almost everything is uphill. Like take, even your full disc is gonna be unless you're I mean, they're pretty fast, but man, I would feel crap if I got dropped because I took my disc. It's gotta be Tron. <laughs> nah, it's gotta be Tron this yeah. week. Yeah. I think so. Well if you, what if you haven't got this Tron? What if you like your best all rounder was some like either N V seven point eights or Arc sixty twos. Yep. Cool. Yep. Good. Good fun. I I do hope I get in this one because this is the, I do like this course. I think it'll be yeah. a fun HSRL race. I might have to do a one p.m. or on Saturday night. A one a.m. a one a.m. jobby. I'm hoping my wife says that she's going to be home to take my kid this afternoon. I get it in this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> I mean, we'll uh, yeah, maybe Matt, you should just do the uh, do the do the race in in an hour and a half, and uh, do the broadcast from the bike. Uh yeah, I, I I was thinking about that, but I just don't think I'd be able to give it do it justice. <laughs> Not I don't know how much justice we do it anyway, but um, <laughs> less justice. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. yeah. I mean, we All try right. our best. We try. I've seen you do right. some serious serious justice to many races, Matt. I don't think you. Oh no the the race the racing will be okay. I don't the, the oh the bride yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Oh fair enough. Because I haven't even got Mark today. I don't know if any either of you guys can join, but Mark Mark can't join, so could be a one man band. <laughs> so it's all good fun. Let's see, which I think brings us to herd beginner racing, which is one lap of Innsbruck Ring, nine k. Um, watch out for the leg snapper. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. We all know this course at this point. Yeah, if you're new, it is out the pens, hang a left, go through Innsbruck City. There's a bit of an uphill over like a overpass bridgey type thing. You descend down onto some cobbles, and at around the I'm gonna say it's about the five k mark, you hit what's called the leg snapper KOM, which is. I think it's 500 meters at about 8%. And it takes, if you're in beginner, you're looking at probably a 90 second push. Or um, 450 meters at 7%, 5K in. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty close. Damn, damn close. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, uh, I think for people who are doing beginner racing, you're looking at a 90 second push, basically. And, you know, the way this kind of race plays out is you're going to do, there's this, this, 450 meters, seven percent climb, and then it, it there's a really steep descent after, and then there's another little blip we call the toe kicker, which is toe snapper, toe snapper, which is what like maybe a hundred meters at six percent, something like that, two hundred meters at six percent. It goes up, and then you go down across the sprint, and then it's flat for two k, basically from the sprint line to the finish. And so you know, essentially, you want to be for sure in the front group across the top of leg snapper, and if you're find yourself a couple seconds back, you got to give it the gas and the toe snapper and try and catch on to the group. Or if you're at the front, you want to try and break everybody on the leg snapper and get yourself off the front with this <laughs> kind of small group as you can. This and is, then... this is one of those uh, places that I think, especially for herd beginner racing. If you, if you are a beginner, this is one of those uh, lessons that you learn by racing this a bunch of times uh, is that you can't, you can't back off on the leg snapper when you think you can, because if everyone else keeps pushing uh, over the top, you you get gapped, 
and then you're in panic mode chasing for potentially the rest of the race. And I feel like we've all probably been there. Oh. Um, and I think it's a lesson that works that that carries over to lots of places on Zwift where you 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 have your push, you think you're done, but if everyone else keeps going, you're not done. Yeah, that's it's so true. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like the worst is it always feels like you're right on the wheels as you go around the, the top of the turn at the top of the leg snapper, and then like you're you're just gas and you have nothing in the the, the pack just goes away from you down the hill. You're like, it's like I thought I had the draft. Yeah, mm. you're like, dang. <laughs> and you don't get the um, you used to always get the a super tuck, didn't you? But uh, you don't get it anymore unless you're right at the front. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's good. It's, a, it's one of my favorite courses. Though. A really fantastic course. That one. It is. It is. And it's it, it, like learning to race the leg snapper will do you well in so many other types and places in the world of Zwift in terms of like being able to like, you know, stick a group, do an effort, recover, hold on. It, it is a really good racing course. Yep. So uh, bike choice is still just best all rounder. Almost go arrow if you are at the top of the group, maybe, but yeah. Generally, you know, you got Tron, especially Tron. this is this is a um a scratch race, so your time over the leg snapper doesn't matter. Um, I think in those types of races, the leg snapper isn't pushed quite as hard. Um, so I think. If, if you're going to go any direction, I'd say go more arrow. Um, yep. If you're going anywhere from your all-arounder. Exactly. Yep. Good. And that brings us to Climber's Gambit this weekend is 23rd Street Reverse. One of the tricky climbs on, I don't know what the course. It's Cobble Maybe. Climbs Reverse. Okay, so it's going to be right into it. <laughs> two and a half K of Cobble Climbs Reverse. Yeah, it's right down the descent. You, I think you turn left out of the pens, head down the descent. Um, and the start of uh, this segment is kind of hidden. It's like goes across a crosswalk underneath a, underneath a um, stoplight. So you, it's easy to miss. Um, it starts at 1.1 K in the valley um and the first couple hundred meters of this climb are actually pretty flat um take a look so the in total um let me see so in total it is 1.1k at 3.5% but that is not a an accurate representation of how this climb feels. Yeah, no, it's totally yeah. more like 700 meters at 2% and 400 meters at 9%. <laughs> it, uh... Is it the one that it goes up and then it sort of levels and then goes up again? No. So this is the one that starts at uh, about one to 2% for 550 meters. Oh, and then you go around the corner. Then you turn right, yeah. and it starts uh, ramping yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the next three hundred meters are between three and six percent, but then there's a hundred meters that's nine or ten percent. Uh, once yeah. you're near, you know, 
800 to 900 me uh, meters in, uh, and then it flattens off again for the last 100, 100 to 150 meters. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, I mean, that, that the first thing is don't miss the start line. Like that is actually like in all the climbers gambit type routes, this is the one that is the easiest to miss. I think like I, I, I've raced it several times and I don't even see the start line. I just know where it is and go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the post on the uh, herd racing league, Chris uh, posted a link to Vicky Leung doing uh, her race in the last series. Uh, so if you want to get a look at where the start line is, it's it's in there. Oh, nice. Good job, Chris. Chris going the extra mile. Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. yeah and of course, the kind of the so the other than the, like the pacing, which we can talk about in a second, the other interesting tactical thing here is unlike most climbers gambits where you can pretty much wait till you hit the segment before you really turn on the gas you do have to make a bit of a decision about how much momentum you're going to try and carry off the descent into the start because i there is you know when you're talking about saving like a second it's probably like you know three four places in this race yeah you can you if you carry momentum from that downhill you can easily carry it at like i bet you can be still going like 48 50 kilometers an hour into the start of that segment. If you, if you keep a little bit like more at threshold than going right down to zone one off the descent. So we raced this one in, in the last series um, in January, it looks like. Um, and I'm going to look at what my pacing was for that because it's, I do think that the ideal pacing for this is ride that first 500 meters. That's one to 2% basically at threshold. Yep. And then, so that ends up being probably 30 seconds, the first 30 to 40 seconds of it. Uh, and then you can just hammer for the next minute and a half. Um, Yeah, I think that, and I, I what I'd say is just you like as soon as you hit the bottom of the hill, start going threshold until after the right hand turn, and then as you go the right hand turn, you'll basically see the whole climb laid out in front of you. You can almost see it as it gets hits the four percent part, and that's when you got to like start hitting the gas. Okay, so uh, my pacing was it wasn't quite threshold. I I think I went, you know, low VO two for that flatter mm. part, and then sprinted once it got. To about seven percent, um, and it ended up being about two minutes at two minutes at four point eight. So if you can do more than that, you're going to be under two minutes for the climb. Tricky one though, definitely not a nice one. It's never been nice in races I've done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, climbers gambit in January at a one fifty three. Cool. At 472 watts or 5.9 watts per kilo. So, yeah. I mean, it is it is a fun, it's a fun little punch. Um, it is tough to stay on the gas once the, the level's at the top, though, too. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. 
bike is i think it's yeah what do you think i think we took tt bikes is my recollection i think that's again what i'm leaning toward um in the so somebody in the comments on chris's post said i'm gonna go as light arrow as possible as opposed to a tt bike i can see the argument um but i you you hold so much more speed i think going into that first few hundred meters that if you're confident that you can punch up that second half it might yeah it might lean tt to me yeah i think it's so at the start of so i was on a tt um and at the start of the segment i was going 38 miles an hour which is uh 61k oh so i was even underestimating how fast you can still be going (laughs) Yeah. And by the time I hit the steep part, I was still going over 40 kph. Yeah, so that's TT 100%. There's no way you're going to make up the arrow loss on a climber at those speeds. And minimum speed sprinting up the steepest part was 17 or 18 kph. Yeah. Which, you know, you'd, you'd get a half second maybe from so, having a lighter bike there, but yeah. Yep. It's surprising the number of times that Climbers Gambit is actually a TT bike, I guess, because it's no draft and yeah, you know, not everything is a uh, 18% steep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Which brings us to the herd of mountain goats this week. We got yeah so how many times yeah so i was gonna do 4.5 um but then i i looked back on how long 4.5 would take and it was like well over two hours even for like a riders and i thought "Mm, we've got you know obviously season deeds in this and so they could be on it for well over three hours so i've I've actually relented and gone for 2.5 laps which is still quite a long ride for the, the season deeds but it's it's about an hour twenty for the A's and and less for the for the, and a bit more for the others, but yeah. So um, do you remember we did the hundred kilometers? It wasn't ten laps; it was hundred yeah, kilometers, which is six, um, some, six point something laps. Yeah, it was like six that, and a half. Yeah, that that took a long time. Um, so yeah, so this is a, it's a pretty deep. I mean, I think it, it's there's a lot of really good climbing in it. Um, and I think it's just about right for mountain goats. I mean, it will be a bit of a bit of a tough week because there's some serious climbing there. But um, I mean, it's the mountain goats, so hey, you know, what can you what can you say? <laughs> Whether I do it or not, I don't know. <laughs> it's only six kilometers of climbing. What, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> At like 20 percent. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. yeah, so. So yeah, I, I actually used your video, Brent, for to work out the um, the the, uh, mm. the distances for, for for whenever I do Bologna. <laughs> oh, fair enough. You so, might uh, reference. So not doing the four and a half laps. No, no, definitely not. Two and a half laps should be. It's plenty. <laughs> Thirty-two. Mm-hmm. 
should be about 40 40k give or take I think I'm yeah. doing that math right Yeah, uh, it's 41.25k. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if the point two five works because um, point two is just before the finish banner. And so I've done 41.25. <laughs> if you just, I wonder if you just called it three, like, uh, listen, don't change whatever you've put in now. I'm not saying that, but I, for as a event organizer, quick sidebar, I wonder if you put in three, if it would not just end at the banner the third time you went through it. I like put three laps. Yeah, yeah, but then then it would the finish would be right on on the down bit and the no, mountain goes. No, because a lap a lap in Bologna is just the up bit. Oh, is that is that right? Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you you're probably right then in that case. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't ah, go change anything, but I think yeah, if you, if you want to end at the top of Bologna, you can always put in a round number of laps. Right. Okay. Oh well, that's a, that's a really really good good tip actually. <laughs> I wasn't wasn't sure. I'll, I'll I'll give it a ride one day and and see. I'll just yeah. do two laps though. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, I just know when I, like when I did. Uh, I can't remember what we did Stampede. We did like thirty two k, and it and it takes you back to the start. Right. Yeah. But you don't put it. We, we. You can't. If you put, you can't put in two laps because that will take you all the way back up to the top. Yeah. The thing. The thing is, for for people that don't have never set up any of these events, it's not an exact science, is it? Um. Sometimes. So. So I've watched videos and I've seen on the videos. Oh yeah, they they've ended at forty one point seven. So I put forty one point seven. I did one of those for mountain goats um, a couple of weeks back. And we ended up going another half a kilometer after the banner, after the top of the climb to where the finish banner was. And I'm like, well, I've looked at other people's videos that were doing races. So I don't understand how this could be the case. So, yeah. So sorry for anyone that where it doesn't finish quite right. But um, it's just <laughs> it's a bit of black magic around about it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, you know, you're 100 percent right. Like, I don't. It, yeah. I've watched, I've watched like streams and videos, and then something else when you're in it, it's like a little bit off by a hundred yeah, meters yeah. or hundred meters there. The, the funny thing about that race is that I, um, everyone was kind of it was a really good race actually. Everyone was kind of chatting, and uh, I was like, uh, and everyone's like, oh, well, where's it going to finish? And I said, it's going to finish at the top of the um, the reverse Titans, and and everyone's like, oh, really? Is that right? And I was like, yeah, because I set it up, and I said, if it goes wrong, then it's my fault, and then of course we all charge <laughs> charge through the finish. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What's well, funny because I was messaging James after James Bailey after his appearance on the wrap and I, one of the last messages we had he says i always love getting the brent stampede finish line lottery because <laughs> like we just <laughs> we pick distances it's like well, i don't know where that finishes like yeah it's around there somewhere <laughs> we we do our best we do our best yeah <laughs> well, this, where does it end this week brent this week is two laps of rolling highlands so it does end at the banner on rolling highlands yeah which is the i don't know what, what you call it Oh, it does end at Brigway Bray. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was that one or the one on the other side, but yeah. So it's all the outside bits of Scotland, just rolling stuff for twenty-three kilometers. So you know, a little bit of definitely, you know, push the hard parts, get back on 
probably a little under threshold you're going to want to be for 23k it's gonna be hard to hold threshold for 23k so you're going to push over a little bit and probably like 95 percent of threshold to on the downhill to flats full tt though full arrow yep. yeah i've never we've i've never done a tt on rolling hounds i don't think i can't think anytime i would have done one there yeah. do we maybe do a ttt on it was that like the third zrl ttt in the playoffs Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've done that, but, but I've never done just a TT on it. So I think it's good. We're into, you know, we, we do a progression up. So this is like the fourth of our five long distance, you know, of our distances as we go up. So last week was 15 K basically on a flat, flat course. This is 23 K on a rolling course. And next week we got 40 K on a flat, flat course. So It's good. It's good cool, if you're cool. doing work. Yeah, I, Ben, I, I did the uh, stampede and bullseye this week and hadn't done them in a while. They're fun. Oh, nice. I forgot. Yeah, I really want to do more of them. It just it doesn't fit into my training schedule, but um, they're brilliant for, for sprint training and everything. So I'd love to do more. Yeah, I I missed act. I missed racing Stampede this week actually because I had a conflict, scheduling conflict. So, mm. which seems to be more the story of my. Well, it's <laughs> just my spring times in general. <laughs> Things going on. Which anyway, bullseye this week is, band flats. I'm oh, sorry, I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, I'm getting Stampede and bullseye mixed up. Bullseye is obviously the sprint two one. Yep. Don't listen yeah, to me anyway. So band flats. <laughs> Five laps, six sprints. Yeah. So is it? So it counts in the lead-in, right? There's like a long lead-in, right? It's almost a full lap, I think. So, yeah, this the fan flats. You start at the pens. Um. Yeah, and you got to make a right, and you do the whole cobbly bit, and then the U-turn. Yeah. So there's a four K lead-in. For a 5k lap. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then it's Monument. the it's the Monument Avenue Avenue sprint right after the uh U-turn every lap. Yep. Yeah. So that's always your kind of key to get ready is that U-turn. I think especially for bullseye, it's definitely too early to leave from there. You gotta kind of engage what their people are doing around you. But I, I think for trying to get to the line first, you're probably going to be like kind of three two one after that u-turn before you start sending it so yeah good classic bullseye it's flat there won't be any breakaways i expect it'll all come back together after every sprint basically <laughs> yep just go for it go cool. you you know people do melt off the back yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, although, well, even I don't know, is it did, when they adjusted the limits? Like some people fell off, right? So some people who used to be low Bs are now high Cs, and some people who are low As are now high Bs, and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know if that makes it easier or harder for the people at the bottom. Probably just if you used to be, you know, at the seventy fifth percentile, now you're at the ninetieth percentile. Yeah, instead of at the first. You know, if you used to be 90th percentile in A, now you're in the first percentile in B. <laughs> so. Um, HSRL next week is going to be 
uh, Richmond UCI reversed two laps. So that'll be a, a fun 32K with four sprints, four KOMs. Mm. Sounds good. It sounds punchy to me. The reverse, yeah, and it's the reverse uh, KOMs on both of those. So it's that... Uh, the one we just talked about. <laughs> yeah, the, the reverse 23rd into the reverse Libby, which is the, the one with the really steep punch around that that corner yeah that's a very tough a very tough race portion to do well on and hold groups and then that yeah then you go up and do yeah so you descend libby you go up reverse i think you then do the reverse sprint the reverse monument av sprint right Mm -hmm. and then you come back down the cobbles and then you get that crazy blind what is it is it broad street reverse Mm, the one that you just them, goes around the corner. I think you do them in the opposite direction, right? You turn left around the okay. corner once you get to the top of the climb and you do reverse yep. Broad Street. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. It's a really short one, isn't it? Yeah, like one? five seconds or something. Yeah. Mm. And then you do Monument Ave, right? Yep. Tricky. Mm, I'm going to make the most of the Muckle Yin because <laughs> there's no more hills for me for the next few weeks. That one again, I think that'll be a Tron Tron type course. Yeah, I think so. Cool. And the HBR for next week is Electric Loop. I'm not sure I know that one. Yeah, hold on, quick search. So it's Neokyo. Yeah. Nine K loop. Uh Around alley sprint, tower sprint. Like super the flattest route ever. Well, most Neo Kyo ones are. Unless mm. they're on a rooftop. Hmm. Yeah, so just Flat sit and in, fast. Try and hold on. Win the sprint. Uh it is. So this is going to be a longer course, so two laps. Um 18k total. Yep. Cool. Cool. Fine. Enjoy your races, everybody. Should be good times. That's a good set of races this week. I like those. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, HSRL when I get to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm really curious how that was going to go with a that that one. Has like the James specifically designed this course for HSRL vibes. <laughs> cool. All right. Around the horn, there was an update to Zwift this week. Uh, and it went smoothly and there were no problems. And end of conversation, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so so my round there, I've got a couple of round the horns today. One one which is a good thing and one which is a not quite so good thing. So, you know, obviously um, when pretty much every update that goes live seems to introduce quite a lot of bugs. Um, and so, you know, why is that? Uh, more to the point, I think, is that why can't we have um, some sort of like beta server, the test server, where we can actually um ride because i mean you know if you're doing a 50 kilometer ride at zone two it doesn't matter if you're in the live world or in the test world right it's still the same thing that's actually 
almost ideal for Zwift to set up a test server that people could just log into. Maybe you, if you do 100 kilometers a week on the test server, you get some sort of benefit. Even they could encourage people, and you and and we we test it out to see you know to hopefully iron out the bugs before it goes live for a couple of weeks because every single time uh, you know something goes live lots of bugs seem to be introduced and they're like crazy bugs that are nothing to do with the um the, the actual update itself been added, yeah yeah, yeah. My, my my conspiratorial side thinks that that, that wahoo rgt have put a, um a, a programmer in into the you know and like this guy's like, <laughs> this this week we're going to not have the gears on the screen. <laughs> Click that button off. I don't know. It's just so strange. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I would preface any comments I have to make with any of this stuff is it, with like I am not a software developer, so I can't really comment on like what are best practices or what's standard. But like, I know some people who are, and I know that like test environments are a hundred percent a thing. So yeah. I can't, I can't believe that they don't have some sort of test environment before they release all this stuff. They must, they must have something that they do, but whatever it is, like, I just don't know, like if they don't like if people who like ride bikes can't also like, again, I, I don't do this for a living, but like you talk to some people and like the people who do these things, they still like go into these things to like try and break it. Right. Like they, yeah, yeah. if they're doing test environments in like a, a, an enterprise software, they're doing games, whatever those testers go in there and they do all kinds of crazy nonsense to us to see what breaks it. Right. Mm. So I don't know if when they're doing like Zwift testing, they just like drop someone in who like just does like a zone two on like the newest kicker or the <laughs> probably the hub, I suspect now, but, and they're like, no, it's good. And Another, yeah, it worked. It, it doesn't even seem like you need to try that hard to break it often. Like I there are many parts of just the standard ride or race experience that have gone awry just with this, you know, uh finishing a ride and taking a screenshot of your power graph. Nope, doesn't work anymore. <laughs> uh trying to um move your mouse over your over your uh your critical power curve at the end of a ride nope doesn't work anymore yeah just even even navigating around to like change the name of your ride at the end of a ride uh joining a joining a um a pace partner wasn't working for me like yeah I mean, I you know, the, it's it's always difficult when you've got so many different environments. So you know, they've got Apple TV, they've got you know iPad and uh, an Android, and then they've got Mac, and then they've got PC. And PC, just PC alone has a billion different configurations, right? And so I understand that. I just I don't know. I think you know the problem is that clearly they probably do do they must do testing, but that if you've only got a very small number of people doing the testing. Um, you're never going to find everything, especially if you just test the things that you've implemented. And so if you had like a, a group of 100 people like us, for example, that could go onto the test server and like, oh, yeah, just, you know, just ride around, do you know, check out a few things. And uh, I, I think they could mass, you know, because it when you look on the forums, it's just very negative around updates, isn't it? 
And, um, you know, I mean, we all want Zwift to really, I mean, I love the platform. I, I Even the bugs don't necessarily massively put me off, but I don't know. It, it, if they could iron them out in a much better way, I think um, that's probably the biggest criticism of Zwift is the number of bugs they introduce, I think. I think you're on mute or something. I can't hear you, Sean, yeah. Right. Uh, so my guess as to what's actually happening in all of this is that the process that they're going through is one in which they are, they have been stuck with a very particular uh, code base for so long that it was not modern, uh, not not one that's actually built for this type of thing and are trying to refactor everything to get it to a better base. I saw something, you know, they 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 made a, a change where they're not going to be supporting legacy um, Mac hardware anymore because they're changing what it actually runs on. And yep. I have a feeling that there's a lot of these little things that they're not announcing as features, um, but they are doing major changes to the code base in order to make it more stable in the future that are yeah that 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 process because the the code base was potentially not well you know not super stable uh to start um they're they're dealing with all of those growing pains that's not to say that your suggestion of uh you know a test server would be a bad idea um but it it might explain some of why, you know, okay, well, yep. these new features don't have anything to do with all these things that are breaking. Um, they're, I think they're, they're doing a lot of stuff underneath mm -hmm. to the engine um, to get it to a point where it's easier to expand. Yeah. Um, and, I, and one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about it this week is because they specifically said they're going to introduce updates on a sort of faster cadence um every sort of two weeks so kind of makes it even more worrying but you know i mean and I, I just think they'd have a lot of people that would would be very happy to help them with the testing if they you know like there's many games that i play um like you know everquest eve online things like that that have test servers and and you can just go on there and and do crazy things and uh yeah and, and probably a lot of bugs get found out anyway um well and i i think they i mean I don't think we're saying anything that Zwift doesn't know because my understanding is 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 part of this sort of wave that they're coming through is like we're going to introduce some things a little bit at a time so that instead of like they have them kind of all in the queue and, and rather than kind of roll it all out at once they're going to roll out a little bit at a time so that they can iron these things out as they go along because so, they've I mean this isn't like this isn't the first update they've ever had a situation with so so I think you know they I mean, I think Sean, you perfectly described the situation in terms of what they're dealing with. Um, so you know, they're they are working on it, they are dealing with it. But yes, it is. I'll I'll tell you, like this was my experience on the weekend was that I, you know, as many of us do, like didn't have a lot of time to get ready for my Zwift race. I had like five minutes to warm up. I get on, I'm pedaling away. I'm like, hmm. trainer feels a little wonky today. I don't quite know what's happening. It's a bit off. All right, go to find the calibrate button. No calibrate button. It's like, oh well i can't calibrate so like, i didn't have time to like download another like, my there's a elite app that you can use to, to calibrate your trainer and stuff i didn't have time to deal with all that before my race started so whatever race starts 
leaving aside those issues, I I get a phone call. So now I'm on the phone while I'm starting my Innsbruck race. But anyway, <laughs> I, I I got Brian DSing me, sending me messages on the screen. Brian O'Connor. Anyway, I get into the sprint. He's, Brian says, go. I'm doing like 160 RPMs in my lowest gear at like 900 watts before I even hit the like in the wind up to the sprint stage. <laughs> and I'm just like spun out. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like, I was, I, I had caught them by surprise, I think, but I was spun out and I faded late. And then I'm like, this is dumb. And I'm on the phone. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to call it. <laughs> I'll take my phone call and <laughs> then I'll download an app and calibrate it. But like, I don't know. Like I read back through the patch notes and there is some, some messages somewhere that say some things about, okay, some trainers aren't going to have calibration available, but like, I don't remember specifically seeing that mine was going to be taken off the list. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't understand. Well, why would you take that off? And why did it drop my calibration? I don't even remember seeing that in the bug or patch notes that you, Hey, double check your calibration. Cause I feel I would have thought about that maybe, but anyway, it was like, it's a very dissatisfying experience. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks to Brian O'Connor for trying to DS me. Your DSing was good. <laughs> so yeah, um, the other thing on a more sort of positive note is the the coffee breaks uh, been introduced, which I think is a, a really brilliant feature. Um, have any of you actually tried it out yet? No, I haven't done any group so rides since then. But there is kind of, there is an interesting um, thing, and I don't know if you watched Zwift Insider. I think it was on Zwift Insider, or it was on the wrap actually. And um, uh, the chap from Zwift Insider was mentioning it um, that so for the first five minutes you get you can do a thirty second break. So you know if you forget your phone or your water bottles, I don't know. I suppose you can dash to the kitchen and grab your water bottle. But then from six minutes to thirty minutes, you, you're not allowed a break. But then after the um, 20, 30 minutes, I think you're allowed a three minute break every. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of an interesting feature. But 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 from what I understand, um, I haven't tried it, but it, it tags you on to someone in the group. Um, and then you you know, they 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 drag you around and so you follow the route and uh, you can have up to three minutes. Um, but that's a, I think that's a really, really great feature that they've introduced because there's many times when you know you're doing a really long ride and you might want to uh grab some more water or you know go to the toilet or whatever you know so i like that one uh i did see that uh apparently if you get into the pens early for for example a group ride uh it will start counting up your 30 minutes yeah yeah <laughs> i like that <laughs> i wonder if that it counts though if you get into the pen and then leave the pen like you do to gra to guarantee your position mm. so that'd be an interesting one actually because <laughs> that would be a really sneaky thing and, and is the rash like it surely when it you're on your break it pauses all your xp and drops and all that stuff right so I what would no so, i don't yeah, think it does but it's only like oh. you know three minutes of yeah, know, yeah stuff I, so. but i just i assumed that would be the reason for them then like putting these restrictions in place they don't want someone just to like you know tap the break button every three minutes and get forty thousand xp for you know yeah. Not not pedaling their bike for eight hours. <laughs> it's only uh it's it's not a big a massively big deal, is it, for three minutes? But yeah, no. I, know, I know I know what you're saying. I, I just I don't like what what would be the incentive to 
Like, why do they limit it to how many breaks you can take? Yeah, well, that's probably why, because people like you, Brent, come up with ideas like that to get free XP. <laughs> get yourself to level 60. <laughs> Yeah. You're the problem, Brent. Yeah, yeah, it's your fault, basically. <laughs> I'm the classic guy who did both Italy and California where someone was like, you know, there's like this drawdown Oh. challenge, right? It's like, now you tell me. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd done uh, California for <laughs> sure. I don't know though. It's all it's all uh, extra mileage, isn't it? So, well, that was kind of my theory too, is like, hopefully I'm going to be on Zwift for long enough to do all these challenges anyway. It doesn't matter if I don't get my Tron bike. <laughs> six weeks earlier or whatever the story was what level are that you way at now, Brent? Yeah, 54 still i'm i'm probably within one ride of 55 i i don't i tell you what, though, that sorry, go on, Brent. i don't uh, i don't share anna russell's um fear of doing my workouts up the alp the zwift i did my last two up up the alp <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, that whole Tron challenge, though, was I think was a really great challenge in the game. And and the, the, it would be good if they had like other ones like that, because it, you know, um, it really focuses you, I think, to to try to do that. So I did actually mention to James that, you know, they, they should introduce a lot more achievements and um, and things like that, because I think there's a lot of people that just love hitting those, you know, for example, Um, I'd have an achievement for doing like 50 times up the app and then a hundred times and then 200 times, you know, because there's people who just love, you know, I love that sort of thing. And there's a lot of people I think also love those achievements. I think it would encourage people to stick to the platform. People just make them up, right? Guys like Jeff Heisler or whatever go out and ride a thousand kilometers on Tempest Fugit Yeah. for a weekend. It's like, why are you like, okay, makes <laughs> you makes you feel good. I, I Actually, wouldn't judge. You're not hurting anyone. <laughs> You reminded me. So um, this is a bit of a shout out to, I don't know if you guys know Matthew Spooner from BL13. He's on the 26th of May, he's doing a hundred kilometer challenge to try to beat the record. And um, he's going to be wanting people to to jump in and ride with him. So um, he's a really, really great guy, like a, a really brilliant athlete, actually, all round athlete. So uh, if anyone's around on the 26th, just a couple of couple of weekends away, um, jump in with him because he'll be really he'd love to have, you know, company and people helping him to, to speed around, which, whether I guess he's going to be on, on Tempest Fugit. So jump in with the Spooner. I'm sure I could help him for 30 seconds. Well, yeah, he's a very, very good rider. He's a, he's a very strong rider, actually. But I mean, for 100 kilometers, I'm sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> going at 300 watts. well, this is this like one of these ones where they're going to get the big crowd out and try and like do like a hundred kilometers in an hour and 55 minutes or something. Um, no, he's doing a thousand kilometers. No, sorry, Oh, no, he's doing it. No, he's doing it. Sorry, take it all back. He's doing a 24-hour challenge, ah, and he's trying okay, to okay. break the record. Um, so, yeah, so. you know the more people that can ride with him the more and like help him with the draft the more the further he's going to go so yeah it'll Okay, be I might cool I might be more help in that one. I just know yeah I I, I know they were doing like trying to set the Zwift record for fastest hundred k, and they were targeting like sub two hours, and I think they got it. But like, I would only yeah be good at that for like five minutes. It's like, <laughs> all right, here's my four hundred watts for five minutes, and go and okay, have fun, guys. it <laughs> It will be, yeah, if you were doing that 200, that, you know, under two hours thing, you're going to be, it's going to be pretty hardcore at the front. And it, it and it's a very, a lot of very strong riders when you, when you try to do that. Yeah. But they've, I think they've done an hour and 55 now or something.
it's really impressive. It's pretty wild indeed. Yeah, cool. Good. All right. Well, I think with that, sun's still shining here. Sun must be shining where Sean is. It's always shining in California. Matt's going to stay up another six hours and get a workout in and do some broadcasting. Yeah, I'm going to do the race commentary. So, yeah, the race commentary in 50 minutes. So that'll be fun. Nice. Cool. Are any of you able to join, like I asked, or are you, are you busy? I'll Checking probably my... be racing it. Checking yeah, my transportation okay. arrangements, but I will let you know. I'll give you a, I'll give you a shout out, Sean. And good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Very good. Cool. All right. With that, we will say thank you to Matt DeFreitas. Thank you to Sean Fogenberg. Enjoy your races, everybody. Boo and good night. Yeah.